your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, A couple of Retro Bowl uh, veterans here on the show today. I'm talking about myself and Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Yeah, man. Uh, ski jumpers can get up to speeds of 70 miles an hour. When I That's saw ridiculous. that, you're going to be getting, uh, by the end of, of, of the Olympics, our listeners are going to be ski jumpers uh, experts, myself included, because it's the most fascinating Olympic sport there is. They're almost like back to the future speeds. <laughs> Little known fact. If a ski jumper hits 88 miles an hour, they actually time travel. People don't know that. Just there, there hasn't been a, a ski jumper that got up to 88 miles an hour, nor doing it in a DeLorean. So we have not seen it yet, but uh, maybe it'll happen this year. We don't know. Flex Having said all that, absolutely. Doc, he knows what he's doing. Uh, so welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on the show's YouTube channel. On today, we will be getting into the surprises of the season for the Colorado Avalanche so far. Good and bad. Do the abs need to add anything to this, this dynamic, to, to, to this roster, to this group? to kind of just get them going. I mean, they're starting, they were starting to play better, but you're always looking to add pieces. Are the Avalanche looking to do that? And we will conclude today with thinking 10 years in the future. Do do any of the players on the Avalanche now, 10 years from now, upset whatever people have in their minds as the current Colorado Avalanche Mount Rushmore? So that's always a fun discussion. Uh, which usually leads to, you know, blows and fist fights and, you know, there's there's going to be bloodshed. <laughs> so uh, before we get to all of that, obviously, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom on the line. What's going on, my man? Anything new with you? Living the life. Uh, getting, getting ready for uh, Christmas or what? Yeah, that's that's right around the corner. Last yeah, day of uh, school for my kids. So mm-hmm. getting that excitement out of the way. But yeah, Christmas is on the way. Well, and Christmas is always about surprises and, you know, people don't know what they're getting. And sometimes those are good surprises. Sometimes those are bad surprises. <laughs> you don't get what you want. And then regifting comes into play, uh, which is not a an bad avocado. Thing, Gee, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Why would you get an avocado? Uh, I mean, you ha- you've had to get that relatively fresh because those go bad quickly. Real anyway, quick. <laughs> uh, for the abs, there's obviously been surprises for them good and bad. So let's kind of talk about a few uh, in any direction. And we can start with with the, well, let's start with the bad and then we'll finish with the good. What's kind of something that kind of took you by surprise that you didn't think would happen to the abs as a team or as an individual player? One of the things that we talk about all the time when it comes to like hyping up the avalanche before the season even started was avalanche depth avalanche depth like we are a loaded team we are good on depth and to see the circus of goalie depth that we've had to encounter this year um like 
I'm not saying the play has been great or bad. Like Darcy Kemper has been incredible, but when it comes to who's behind him and that constant like uncertainty has been rough. And you thought you had something established with Francois and that didn't happen. And then you thought maybe we could see glimpses of what Jojo was. And now you see where he is. And now we're calling up Eustace Ananen and we'll see how that goes. But I did not anticipate being at this point relying so heavily on Darcy Kemper. I thought we'd be more of a 1A, 1B situation in net, but it's Darcy Kemper show and we're on, we're along for the ride. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say, I think you phrase it as Kemper has, has been uh, spectacular or wherever, whatever word adjective you used. I wouldn't say that, but it, the, everything that's been behind him, uh, makes you appreciate mm-hmm. his play more. I think he still has some more to give, more to offer. He he was another guy that was kind of on an upwards like trajectory and playing. He was starting to get like comfortable, starting to play better. But yeah, I mean, you you didn't have the Pablo Francois there to kind of give him a reprieve and have come in and Francois do what he needs to do, um, and then Kemper can get right back out there. And and you didn't have that. So I think Kemper maybe like felt a little bit more pressure because mm-hmm. everybody backing him up now was kind of inexperienced guys. So maybe he pressed a little bit more. I don't know, but he started to put and, and I mean, and when he was out and you had Johansson there, it, it like I said, it just made you appreciate uh, what Kemper can do. And at least you, you feel better about being in every game when he's Absolutely. in net Absolutely. for me. One of the things that, really kind of took me by surprise and we kind of always i don't want to say we're used to it at avalanche fans maybe we are i didn't expect them to start off so slow yeah i really thought like this team knows what's on the line and not that it was panic i wasn't panicking or anything like that but you know you you have like and we said it if this team gets off to a slow start all these questions are going to start creeping up and that's exactly what happened and they weren't fair. It's not warranted. It's a long season. You knew that they were going to break out of this funk, and they are. But I just thought, like, after last year, even the year before that, when you've been the favorite, when so much is expected of you, and you have, like, this loose dynamic of this team where it's not like they're – you don't feel like the, all the pressure is on them, and they're feeling, like, the weight of <clears throat> all of this pressure and the weight of the league, and and that's why they – got off slowly. I think they just got off to a slow start because that's what teams do. I don't know. I just thought that they would maybe, uh, you know, handle it a little bit better. And you saw, you see teams like, like Carolina and Florida and Edmonton Mm -hmm. get off to hot starts. So teams can get off to hot starts. Why can't the apps? Yeah. And that's my problem. It's not like every team. It's not like, these these teams that you know, like Buffalo, got off to a hot start. If Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabers can get off to a hot start, why can't the Colorado Avalanche? Yeah, so it kind of just like it was, it was frustrating more than anything, and it was compounded by the fact like we started the season against Chicago, and it was one of those like big national stage, and I mean it's crazy to think about the, now, but every there were people saying Chicago has a chance to make a run for the Cup, right? And it was one of those like super hype games and we handled business and then the next couple nights 
The passing was terrible. Everybody seemed out of sorts. And it really was just a super high to a real low. And for those listening, like me and Chris are like friends when we're not on the show. And mm. when we're watching games, we're like, we can't pass. And it's like making those observations where it's like this team that you had so much faith in after that Chicago game, you're like, what's going on here? And what, like, yeah. when is Nathan McKinnon going to score and stuff like that? It's just like, it sticks right. out to you. And that, that start was just so rough. And it's also kind of sucks now that we had to stop because we finally started clicking. So, yeah. so now this is like coming into a new season again, kind yep. of, and it will make you think at the end of the year, if they end up with 108 points, what if they gotten off to a good start? Exactly. You, know, you, you could add another 10 points to that or so. Like it just made, and I'm not saying like 108 is bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, it's, you play the what if game. Like, man, I just wish they got off to a good start. Um, all right, let's uh, hear from Stat Hero, and then we'll kind of look at the other side of this and then the, the good things that have been surprising to us so far. But Stat Hero, no one likes to play daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you are up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it is you versus the house in head-to-head in a head-to-head fantasy matchup, and it's winner-take-all. And the crazy part is Stat Hero shows you their lineup before you play, and you handpick the team that you want to face them one-on-one. This is never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid. Has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why is that? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. And with Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play. Uh, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they are daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy sports should be one on one. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey with the promo code hockey and you get a 100% deposit match once again stathero.com slash hockey the promo code is hockey all right so we kind of went over some of the uh surprises that we didn't like to see Mm -hmm. how about some positive surprises you would be hard-pressed to talk about the avalanche to this point and one of the positives that came out of nowhere honestly was what we like to refer to as the ascending line of abe kubel joe and new hook yeah. yeah that just seeing jose kind of revitalized with a new face and kind of a the new blood on the team that line has been so much fun to watch uh granted it's kind of like it's slowed down a little bit but when they were clicking they were a fun line to watch and seeing that production from what was like third or fourth line like it's it was really incredible to watch and especially Seeing Joe like take the lead on that line, that was just a really good thing to see this year for Avalanche fans. And and just again, Joe Sakic seems to have these, uh, <clears throat> the, you know, the Midas touch with stuff like that. And a lot of times when you, you're you're claiming someone off of waivers, mm-hmm. they're not you know going to do a heck of a lot. But um, the fact that Abe Kubel is 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 a everyday player. 
and someone who is making a difference on this team. Um, very, very impressive. I agree with that that line has been really good, really exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, kind of a specific player for me. You got to go. Logan O'Connor mm-hmm. has been a a pleasant surprise, and maybe even a step further than that. You know, that's not a shock to anybody that we're saying that he's a surprise. But what he's done on the penalty kill uh, makes being a player down kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's not what you want. Uh, it, it's always, uh, you know, when you when, when your team takes a penalty, it's like, oh, man, just get through the next two minutes for for Avalanche fans right now. It's like, bring it on. You know, yeah. I don't I don't think you oh, you see my cat over there She's take, taking my <laughs> yeah. I got both of them down here right now. They're They're going to go crazy. I think my lights might shut off soon, but, um, but yeah, and and the Avalanche are tied. I don't think Vegas got a a shorthanded goal recently because the Avalanche are tied in shorthanded goals across the league with Vegas, and that's something that they are never. Ever. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. I get it. That's one of the most difficult things in hockey is to get a shorthanded goal, uh, and the fact that the Avalanche are tops right now, uh, tied with with Vegas. Uh, it makes it it makes it just gives another uh, dynamic of this team that's exciting to watch them. And it's all because of Logan O'Connor. And he just we said it before. He's just so good at reading a play. If if a pass is going to be telegraphed on on a, a power play, your team has a power play. He is going to jump on it. Uh, he's good. He's good to watch on, on all aspects of the game, but specifically the penalty kill. Yeah, and he's one of those talents that he, he kind of knows, like, this is my chance to shine. Like, you love seeing that, uh, like, these young guys, like, when they realize, okay, I understand how things go here in Denver. I know what I need to do. And when they finally take the reins and start playing over what you anticipate, it really stands out. And he's been consistently performing. And it's one of those that you're like, we should give him a shot. And when you see him in the lineup, you feel a lot better about things. Right. And just his tenacity and his hustle, his scoring, just everything about him. And he's been a, I completely agree with you. He's been a huge surprise this season. If you would have told me he would have this production at the beginning of the year, I probably would have laughed. Yeah. And I think maybe another thing quickly that that, that surprised me is, is the number of prospects the Avs have had to dip into this year. Mm Mm-hmm. It makes sense because of all the injuries. Like, yeah. you know, when you have this many injuries and, and COVID is an issue, um, I wasn't expecting to see Justin Barron this year. And I yeah. say that knowing full well, he was he was like the last guy cut. You know, he he it was uh it was going down to the wire and he I think he was the last guy sent down. So even even you know, having said it, I wasn't expecting to see him, but you know, a new hook went down to start the year. Like so you've had New Hook, you've had Byron. Ranta started yeah. the season with the Avs. He's now back down uh, with the Eagles. That's fine. I still expect a lot from him. You've had Barron. So you've used a lot of these prospects, uh, which is good for the Avs because we talk about their depth. And a lot of the times the depth is it doesn't go beyond Newhook and Byron when it comes to uh, you know the prospects. But you've you gave Ranta a shot. You mm-hmm. gave Byron a shot. So it's good that those guys are getting like their feet wet. Um, and that's only going to help them progress as this year goes on and obviously future years. Yeah, it was. I completely agree with that as well because I'm a huge Sampo stan. And yeah. <laughs> to see him get some time in Denver, I didn't think we'd see him this early, especially because 
it's like it's a yearly thing with the avalanche we always give like dries and cow the usual run around like they kick the tires like what's going on with you this year i didn't anticipate seeing sampo so soon and justin baron especially like that was mm-hmm. very surprising and they a couple of the prospects have shown out a couple of the prospects have just shown up so yeah you're getting everything from them mm-hmm. like you're Byram, I think, was the most consistent. Uh, Newhook got sent down when he came back up, taking advantage of that opportunity to come back up. He's solid now. Uh, it's way too early to judge on Baron. He's only had mm. two games. But but the fact that he's there is uh, is good. And now I want to see Ranta replicate what Newhook did. Yeah. You got sent down. When you get your next opportunity, you know, learn from why, what you were up there originally and what you learned down with the Eagles mm-hmm. and, and then just – go forward from there so uh a lot of good things coming out of the prospect pool for the abs anything that you're thinking they should be looking to add at some point is this team good as it is or are other teams like you know i talked about it when vegas acquired eichels that forcing the abs hand to make some sort of move to make this team even better than it is are you happy with status quo right now Honestly, if you this is one of those questions. If you ask me at the beginning of the year, I would have said, "Give me some veteran presence in the forward department." Like, yeah. But with the year now, uh, Val Nachushkin is now that player that I wanted. He's ascended to this role that he's like. You were talking about shorthanded goals. Val's got two. Like Val is yeah. he's really really good. Um, so I feel like we're good there. I think one more solid he could be a veteran he could be kind of a younger but one more defender just one more and and you you want it (laughs) you know who i miss right now oh i i was i'm thinking the same thing who is it gravy no really yeah i mean yeah it it is but even more than that is a door off yeah I think Zadorov would, and I and I had my issues with him, and I was in agreement with the trade. I thought it was a good deal. You you, you know you got really good value for him, uh, bringing in Sod. But but they, Curtis McDermott is not yeah doing what Nikita Zadorov would do, and I think if they could do it over again and bring him back in and say like, all right, like we tried to mold you into what we wanted you to be. Um, and, and it didn't work all the time. Sometimes it did. And I think the avalanche right now would be okay with the sometimes mm-hmm. with Nikita Zadorov because he'd be, he'd be the muscle back there. And, and, you know, McDermott does it occasionally. Zadorov does it all the time. I would, and like, especially like Zadorov now with the way that we're handling offensive zone transitions where we're not doing the tried and true, like drop back, like, and we're just overpassing to get into the offensive zone. <laughs> Zadorov would th- he would thrive in that situation, and if hey Zadorov Ian Cole hey what are you doing bud Ryan Graves we miss you guys <laughs> I know that's like that's a very good point like those three guys I bring them back in a heartbeat and and because just of the the constant up and down of, of Curtis McDermott yeah and and Zadorov he's got a nasty shot like yeah. he's he's not a scoring machine by any stretch of the imagination. Like he, if he's got a, an open shot, he can get it on net, and he's got a pretty good howitzer for a slap shot. So, I I, I would welcome him back in a, in a second, especially with 
with Brian Murray being out for a while, like, come on, yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and if it's not Zadorov, somebody like him, I don't know who's out who would be available right now. And I think Zadorov is, I think he's out. I think he's on the COVID protocol. I think Graves is every, too. Everybody on that team is right now. Yeah, so, true. yeah. Um, all right. Let's hear from Bet Online and then let's get into some uh, Mount Rushmore talk and forward thinking. These are always fun. But first, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues its march towards the playoffs and the college bowl season is upon us. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline.ag is where the game starts. So Colorado Avalanche, Mount Rushmore, uh, you know, the three that everybody, no doubters, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Patrick Waugh. The fourth one, and and I, I think you were a guest on when we did this before. I think you were. And, you know, we... Uh, discussed who that fourth one is and you can slot in anybody mm-hmm. uh, not anybody a number of guys into that fourth slot some would say milan hayduke some would say uh adam foot some would say alex tangay some would even say ray bork you know what i mean like that's yeah. open for debate the number four so let's fast forward 10 years into the future maybe even if you want to go 10 to 15 years in the future does that Mount Rushmore look any different from top to bottom? I mean, I think I'm still comfortable putting Sackick in there. I think I'm still comfortable putting Wah and Forsberg. And that fourth spot is now even more broad because you have guys like Nathan McKinnon. If he finishes his career with the Avalanche, you have guys like Gabe Landeskog, who likely will finish his career with the Avalanche. You have Kale McCarr, who hopefully will finish his career with the Avalanche. Those three guys specifically. And you can even throw in there Miko Rantanen. Mm-hmm. So those four guys, or if there's anybody else you want to throw out there, because we're talking in the future, if you want to say that Bowen Byram comes back and, and you know, is on Kale McCarr level, go crazy here. What What is your Mount Rushmore in, in 10 to 15 years for the Colorado Avalanche? I like how you think that the top three on Mount Rushmore are so locked in. Right now they are. You don't think they are? I think that third spot mm-hmm. with what we have on this team, um, that's a very uh, soft, <clears throat> soft chisel in that mountain. I think Forsberg. Oh, you're dude. <clears throat> tread here, lightly. Here we no, I've <laughs> now I'm I'm saying this, and once I explain it a little bit, maybe people understand. Okay. Maybe people will hate me. Come at me. I'm I'm All listening. Right. This is good. I think we fell in love with the idea of Peter Forsberg. Um, in hindsight, he was hurt a lot. That's true. That is true. And, right. And like the 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 mindset we have around Peter Forsberg was he was a vital piece. 
he wasn't there for a lot of it. He was hurt for a lot of it. I think, honestly, right now, if things keep tracking the way they do, and I think because of his story, I think Gabe Landeskog might end up taking Peter Forsberg's spot on that Mount Rushmore. That was hmm. a very Mario Lemieux, Sidney Crosby moment of a baton passing with Joe Sackick and Gabe Landeskog. Right. Um, and everything Landeskog's done for this team, sticking with us when he had every excuse and reason to get out. He's been through the bad years. And when this is all said and done, if he has just a cup, I see him easily getting that fourth spot. Who comes yeah. behind him? Who knows? Well, you know, and, and Forsberg is up there, and I think rightfully so. And, yeah, I mean, he did have a lot of injuries. but So take all that into account and, and the stats he produced. It's almost like Terrell Davis with the Broncos. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he once he got hurt, that he could never recover from that. But what he produced in, in a short amount of time is, is you know, got, he what he did in a short amount of time, guys can't do over the course of an entire career. Mm-hmm. So, and Forsberg was kind of, I mean, he he was just a, a rock, man. Like, he, I, I, he, he is my favorite av of all time. Um, so much fun to watch. So productive. The injuries hurt him. And, yeah. and it, that, now you play the what if game. You play the what if game with him about if he had stayed healthy, how far high up would he be on the list in terms of stats? But you're talking about stats. And when you do this stuff, you have to do you have to kind of separate or put it all together and and have stats as one metric and what they meant to the team as the other. Mm-hmm. And you hit the nail on the head with Gabe Landeskog because Gabe Landeskog is not going to be blowing doors off stats uh records here and there. But what he has meant to this franchise after, you know, he's played 18 years with them you're 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 you know i wouldn't i would leave those three guys he might be the fourth gabe landeskog he is the face of the franchise and will be for the next eight years and then you know after he's done and in a full career in an avalanche uniform very very good chance he gets up there but if we are going on stats and we are going on you know superstar level of players you know you're looking at kale mccarr and you're looking at nathan mckinnon how would you put gabe landeskog above what nathan mckinnon is and still can potentially be and even kale mccarr because you always get that question if you're starting if you were to start the avalanche over again who would be their number one pick it is it is McKinnon and McCarr right now. And I think people would be going back and forth between those two guys and no answer is wrong. So think 10, 15 years in the future, what those guys will mean to this franchise in terms of what they bring superstardom and stats. How do they get bumped out of this number four spot on the abs Mount Rushmore? And see, that's why I put Gabe at three because I knew one of those two names, if they stay in an avalanche sweater, that's your number four. Okay, that's so why you're taking two from this era. I am. Wow. And that's that's why Forsberg disappears because again, Landeskog has proven his like loyalty and everything he means to the Avs. And if we get four more years of Nathan McKinnon or four more years of Kale McCarr, um, you have that fourth spot on that Mount Rushmore. And another controversial take: it might be Kale McCarr over Nathan McKinnon by the end of it. By the end of yeah. everything. It- <laughs> 
It's trending that way, man. It yeah. really is. And and that's not to take away from Nathan McKinnon. I mean, that is going to be a, a if, you, if you're ranking these guys, that's going to be a dogfight until both these guys hang them up. And I really think it's going to be one of those things where, like I said, there's no wrong answer. Mm-mm. There's no wrong. Like there's some guys that are going to be like, well, you know, and I think you can make an argument for each one of them because they play different positions. Mm-hmm. If they were both forwards. You could kind of just be like, there's the line in the sand. This guy had more stats than the other. But because they're playing different positions, I think you're going to see Kale McCarr do things at the defensive end that a, a handful of guys have done at Nathan McKinnon's position. That's not to take away from him. It's just Kale McCarr, I think, in the end, is going to be doing things that not a lot of guys at his position have done. Yeah. So that's why, man, like I, I can't move those three. I can't move. I'm not I'm not where you are. I, I can't move Sackick. Clearly, you can't move Sackick. You can't move Wah. And I think Forsberg is, is, is entrenched there. And I think when it's all said and done, I think you're looking at Kale McCarr there. I, and that would give you that would give you, you know, two forwards, a goalie, and a defenseman. That is a perfect Mount Rushmore, if you ask I, me. I agree with that. Yeah, tough. So, uh, I know people are listening to this <laughs> with theirs with, with and and you're agree, you're either agreeing or disagreeing with me and Kyle, and everybody has their opinion on this. This is what I love about like you know debating this stuff and talking about why. There's no wrong answer here. No. Like just, you know, if Kyle wants to put if if Kyle wants to put Miko Ranton in there, that's his prerogative. He can do that. Uh and he but he will have explanations as to why. Mm-hmm. I want to hear from the people listening and shouting at their radios right now as to why we are so wrong and uh who you would put in there. Is there none of these guys, current guys that you would put in there and you are steadfast on the the originals and you would put Rob Blake in there or yeah, you know. give me that number four. I'm curious right. to hear number fours. Right. And if you agree with Kyle on, on, uh, you know, Forsberg being a little chiseled out there, a little loose in the rocks, let me know what, I mean, you know, if you agree with them, I'm sure there's some people out there that agree with you. So, uh, we'll want to hear from you locked on avalanche at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. All right, man, that will wrap it up for today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We got one more episode before Christmas. So we'll, uh, record a Christmas Eve episode. We're going to throw some, uh, a question up on Instagram. You follow, follow on Instagram and these stories page we usually put up uh, questions. So we'll do that for tomorrow. And then we'll kind of get like a listener mailbag in here for tomorrow's episode. Those are always fun. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Uh, anything you got before we, uh, sign off here for the day? Oh. <clears throat> Keep your eyes out here in Puckburg season two. Coming. Yes. Puckburg. Welcome to Puckburg here in Puckburg. Yeah. Season here in two Puckburg, season is underway. Two. If you want to be featured on that, get a hold of Kyle. He'll interview All you. Years. Yeah. He'll interview everybody. Every, there's a 100% survival rate. Nobody has died from being in. Uh, it's, it's a very. Uh, there's not a big cop presence in Puckburg. No. It's, it's, it's very, it's very friendly. <laughs> And uh, Chris over here was the first guest ever on right. Puckberg, so mm-hmm. that's he's Sweet. living proof. You will make it through. It was when it was population one. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. It's always appreciated. Making this your first listen of the day. Check out Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get updated on everything going on around the league because there's a lot happening. 
So that's going to wrap it up today. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.